Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to part two of a discussion on maturity. I'm joined by Lindsay Kane and Scott Thomas. Just flipping on its head, Lynn, so as men, I find we've got more permission to be immature. So I've been to Ibiza this year, of course, and I know that if people see me like, dance around with Wayne Lineker being a knobhead, I'm going to get... So, so when they see that. When they, yeah, see, when that, they see that. I'm going to get brownie points for that. Oh my God, he's still, like, at his age, he's still so, so young and laddish. Russell, do you want to know a true story about uh, Wayne Lineker? And I don't know why I'm saying this on a podcast. But he, every time I ring him, he says, Scotty, I can't believe it. Still, no one's beat your record. And I said, what? He said, basically, you got chucked out of Ocean Beach the most times in one day. Oh, and literally, no. like, literally, that's Wayne's token thing but to you me. See, now, so, when you say that, I, I think that's cool. But what, the, point <laughs> I, the point I was about to make to Lindsay is, if a girl said that, other girls and men would go, she must be a right mess. I wonder what's wrong with her. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she didn't have a dad when she was growing up. So what I'm, the point I'm making is, and I've got a daughter here, so I, this is important to me. My daughter's six. I feel like women are given less permission to yeah. let that immature side out. Well, there's no denying there's a biological element here. It's been studied. But there's also a cultural element where if I went out and Scott had a Scotty special night, everyone would think we were legends. Whereas yeah. if you went out and fell out of a club with your tit hanging out, you'd be slut-shamed in the, in yeah. the Daily Mail. No, that is just, yeah. So I'm wondering if flipping it on its head is something lost by not giving women more permission to be immature because there's a creative playful side to immaturity which we'll go into in a minute how it can help us but i think like obviously when we were at ocean beach recently we we did see quite a few sites and then like you know women and but the old me would have been like oh they're a disgrace i remember back in the day when i'd be going out and there was a woman who was in her forties, so I was like eighteen, and she had kids, and I remember looking at her go- going, "Oh God, like she's a mess. She's out every week. She's out, you know, you know, she's just going out. Why is she not with the kids?" But now the me, now I've got kid, a kid, and have daily breakdowns. Now I'm like, ah, oh, now I know why she was going out to like get away from the kid temporarily, just one night only. So I think that's the sense of maturity from me that I realised that I'm more what's the word like empath- empathetic to, or maybe they're they're really hammered because they've just split up with a fellow or they're going through a divorce. I know, but I'm and... asking you whether society puts more pressure on women to yeah, mature more absolutely. quickly. Yeah, absolutely. 
I, don't, I, I wouldn't say it's a pressure. It's just it's you what it is, so. isn't it? I don't, I don't. I've never felt pressure to be mature. I've never felt like, oh, you, you should be mature. I've never. Well, the, the reason I was asking was, you know, Scott, when you're saying, you, you know, you're in the office, and no doubt about it, maturity makes a good leader. It also probably makes a good employee. Yet there's certain industries, stand-up comedy, advertising that I was in before, where if you can't let out that smell my fart, uh, I'm 12 years old, <laughs> mental part of your brain, you ain't going to earn as much money as you would. And men are given more permission to stay as children in certain creative environments. And that's my theory about why you have more male comedians, more male copywriters, more male creative marketeers. Not that we're better at it, but that yeah. society gives yeah. men more permission to stay as children. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean, but at the same time, is what I'm starting to see, especially in the influencer world now, is that the more authentic and real you are, and the more unpolished you are, the better you're kind of mm. gonna do. And I'll, I'll I'll use Olivia Atwood as an example, yeah. right? She's like I was watching her trip abroad recently. Is she on ITV Two at the moment? Yeah, right? she's on ITV Two now. She's got her own show. Yeah. She's doing really well. And you know what? Like I really respect her because. She goes away on holiday with the girls and I think it was a Hindu or something like that. And she was showing everything on stories, like one of the mates being sick, her having shots, all the things in a way that sometimes I would be like, oh my God, I can't do that. And it's kind of like, if you know what, if you're putting out there to universe, you're being unapologetically you, I think there's, there's a level of respect in that. Yeah. And I, but, again, but again, it comes down to the situation that you're in. So for example, like you said, being a leader of a business and getting escorted out of an, a yeah, work event. Yeah. You can't set a precedent with your team. How can you ever pull your team and say, yeah. you can't do this and that? That's where you've got to draw the line. For me, it's about having balance. Whenever people ask me what the key to happiness is, it's balance for me, because I've always been all or nothing. Whether it's working too hard, partying too hard, training too hard, just having a bit of balance. For example, I've got a trip to Ibiza actually next week for a wedding. And I've been working really hard, relentlessly. And I, you know what? I'm going to go over there. I'm going to enjoy myself, but I need to have balance. Don't get me wrong. I can't be getting chucked out of Ocean Beach yeah. three times. Right. And if you're speaking your own record, then it's a good reason to go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. But then it's weird, like you said, though, Russell. Even when I talk about it, like I'm mortified, but at the same time, I'm also kind of like that lad's banter, like, yeah, yeah, I can't believe I've got that record. It's weird. But what about the link between immaturity and creativity? I think there is one. I, obviously, I do a lot of stand-up. I spend, I'm on stage three, four nights a week. And in my opinion, the best stand-ups, unless it's like a full-like character act, are the ones where they've closed that gap between the person they are backstage and the person they are on. There's an authenticity to the audience. But also, you need to remain childlike. But with that comes certain risks. I'm not sure it's entirely possible to do what you're saying in that I get balance, I close down certain aspects of my childlikeness, but then I can switch it on like a faucet because it, it's like it's it's like um, a muscle memory that switches on. It's like saying, I'm not going to use my bicep too much, but then I'm suddenly going to curl my maximum weight next week. You've got to keep using. I have to let out a constant stream of slight dickheadness to keep the dickhead immature muscle honed for when I need it to make money. In my previous career, thinking up headlines, being playful, Vodafone won a new campaign. What's the creative? You need to be a 12 year old to think of that creative. Yeah, but Russell, that's that's your identity, that's your career. So do you know what I mean? It all goes hand in hand and that's why you're so good at what you do because it makes sense for you to be that way. It is difficult sometimes for me to go from, so, like literally I've gone from promoting parties to now promoting walks in the countryside. And whale watching. And whale watching. You can't say that anymore. It's politically incorrect. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I've misunderstood it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and it's literally, 
I'm using the same set of skills, but in a quite in a, in a very different mm. kind of way. And that's that is my skill set: bringing people together, building communities. And your your skill, Russell, is to make people laugh. So I get that, and I don't think you should ever lose that in any way. Um, and even when I was listening to the James Smith podcast before I came on, and I was listening to you guys, and just everyone's dead serious having a conversation, and Russell's in the background. Yeah, yeah, but like you can just tell, like everything you're saying is just like literally like trying to bring up fun, and that's amazing. That's who you are. And I but think- my point, my point, I'm trying to make. I'm obviously making a hand fist of it. Is that I think women are discouraged from being like that, and therefore they don't work as much in industries where they should be working. Mm. It's not as cherished as much. And if we did cherish it as much. You'd see 50% female comedians. You'd see 50% creative marketeers. You'd see 50% female art directors in ad agencies. But you don't. But like you said, though, does it not come down to the genetic thing that you just mentioned before, like how they're made up? Maybe they just don't want to be like that. Maybe it's not like, do you know what I mean? No, I think there's a societal influence. I see it. I, used to, I remember at school, there was a change at secondary school. The girls that had been like my daughter, that had been just like the boys, just as silly, doing just the silly games, all of a sudden started to realise the rules of the game were this. If you wanted to be sexually attractive to the other 15-year-old boys in your class, you needed to be more womanly. That, that a certain female energy that doesn't seem to include, smell my fart, uh, I've thrown a shoe on the roof. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think it's this society thing in terms of, you know, like you've got a girl and a boy. Like if you speak, so has your brother got a girl and a boy? Are they both boys? Yeah. So do you notice a difference in the way they bring them up? I know we say, oh, we won't, we don't do it differently. We can't really have an opinion because we've only got a daughter. But True. I know like friends a bit, like if the boy's being rough and play fighting, oh, they're just like, oh, it's just being like rough boys. But if a girl's doing it, it's like, oh, God, my baby, you know, like you've yeah. got to protect the girl. It starts early than I you think, think it now. starts early and you don't realise. So maybe girls try and do those things because it's like, oh, we don't, we, we're worried about what people think. I know like my mum's amazing, but she has growing up thinking, oh, you know, you've got to be careful, you know, you don't want them to think like that of you. And it's taken me until like the last year or two to go, actually, I actually don't care what people think. The people that know me know what I'm like, and that is all that matters. I couldn't give a shit what that person thinks of me. She, that, she doesn't know me. And so it's only recently that I've developed that, mm. which is why I've changed the way I'm doing stuff. <laughs> I don't know why this has just led me to a question, right? Do you think it's acceptable for girls to fart in front no, of the boyfriends. No. And women don't do that, Scott. What are you talking about? No, but I would, I would, I would, I would only say no if I'm living by the same rules myself. So I'm not like like a big like over-the-top feminist or anything, but if I don't want to be a woman that farts in front of me, I would not fart in front of her. Right, so that's my rule. If I'm in a relationship, I would I would try not to fart in front of my missus purely because I wouldn't want it to be sort of um, yeah, you wouldn't want her to like return. reciprocated. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want it to be reciprocated. <laughs> like, to reply. Like, a game, like a game. To, like whale watching, replying to it. <laughs> But some girls, though, no. will openly say, yeah, I love a good fart, no. and they're not bothered. No, like, some will say that. No, no. Yeah. We're, we're 10 years in, and it's, it's never happened. No. But what I will say, though, is that we have come a long way, right? Because let's get it right. I mean, like, in the, the early 1900s, weren't girls going to, like, finishing school and everything yeah, else, yeah. like, in terms of, like, I think that transition now from... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Being able to be free to be the child that they are to then becoming a woman was a lot stronger back then. And I think like we have come a long way, but I get what you're saying, Russell. It's an interesting one. It is an interesting one. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's a difference between childish and childlike, okay? Childish is usually not helpful. It disrupts a meeting, uh, whatever. But if you're brainstorming, you're working on one of your social clients and you're wanting to brainstorm, someone in that brainstorm that's childlike, 80% of what they say is going to be rubbish, but 20% is stuff you wouldn't have thought of because you're in a tie and you're in grown-up mode. If you ever interview kids or ask them about a product or do market research or about a product, their brains operate different to ours. But some mm. of the most successful creatives I've known in any industry, whether they're creative teachers or they're creative and they work for the council, they always seem to retain a weaponized bit yeah. of immaturity, a money-making aspect of immaturity that they can use. They can switch that 12-year-old on. What if we did this? And you see everyone else go, oh, fuck, I wouldn't have thought of that. I'm too much of a grown-up. Do you know what's crazy, actually? Because my team at the Social PR is a team full of 10 girls, right? So when we do sit and have our brain our brainstorm meetings, I do feel like I'm I'm sat there like a scattergun coming out with all these ideas and it's almost their job to rein me back and I do feel that sometimes, yeah. that yeah. they're almost like, whoa, whoa, I get what you're saying, but it's a bit, I understand what you mean, but I don't know, I don't know. I feel like in today's society now, women are becoming a lot more free to express themselves and like I said, that's, that's shown in, in people like, I don't know, you're Olivia Atwoods, you're Katie yeah, Prices and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and Ricky yeah. Patterson as well, like people like that yeah. who are just literally unapologetically themselves yeah. and sharing the period bellies and everything else. And yeah. I feel like it's becoming more accepted and maybe it should be more, even more accepted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, just moving back into relationships because we're, we're nearly out of our time. There does seem to be a balance of maturity versus, if we substitute immaturity for playfulness, it's quite hard to be mature and playful. Do you know what I mean? The two words don't belong together. So for mm. women that I'm with a really mature guy, initially, it's, initially it sounds attractive, but you know Jamie Dornan. Do you know what I mean? There's a few shags in it, and ultimately it's like, come on, man, like, put a funny hat person, on. You know. Oh, shut up, Lindsay. I shouldn't um, have used him anyway. So my my cousin's partner Ryan, that his mum and dad, when I first met them the first time, they've been married for years and years, and like they, you see them, you meet them, and they they look happy. But they were like, oh, he's always popping out a cupboard, scaring me, and he's always playing tricks. I think that is a real key. Like, we laugh all the time. Yeah. And I think that is a key to keep a spark, is, is to keep that childlike 
the you know, play, playfulness. playfulness. Like I think that, that is a real key. And to this is the well. this is the danger. I've done loads of this personal development work as well, like like yourself. But what I've noticed is it comes with a slight risk that you can button down some negative things, but you actually needed some aspects of those in quotes negative things to leaven the whole mix of life. A lot of playfulness is rooted in what could be seen as negative traits. An inability yeah. to commit and uh, not taking things seriously, but a certain amount of it. I mean, there is a stat here. Forty percent of people said they thought immaturity was important in keeping relationships fun and fresh, and thirty-three percent said it helped with bonding with kids. Yeah, mm. that's maybe why you're so good at dealing with our child, and you find <laughs> it just comes so natural to you. Maybe. I, <laughs> I, I think it, I think what you said is so important. Playfulness is so crucial and even with myself like I spend a lot of time like probably overthinking how I should be perceived on social media how I'm building my personal brand and everything else and if I'm honest like me and my brothers um do something called Thomas Bro Fridays where we sit on the piano and we basically just mime and sing to songs and everything else and it does so well on social media and that's just us being us like having a laugh and that will do so much better than some of my polished content when if I'm honest maybe I'm trying too hard and everything else overthinking it and I think, like you said, it's just about making sure you don't ever lose that because that, mm. like you said, Russell, is where the magic happens. Yeah. Um, and there is something about, like, when people ask me who your favourite kind of Disney character is, I always say, like, Peter Pan because there's an element where I don't ever want to fully grow up and I don't mm. ever want to fully mature. I don't think I'm capable of doing that. Yeah. My dad wasn't really like that. Ryan, my older brother, is definitely never fully grown up. And I think that's what makes us who we are and gives us that edge yeah. and that sort of, that little bit of energy that people look for when we walk into a room. I think it's so important. And that brings me to the, to the final question, guys, about social media. I'm on it all the time. I'm always putting comedy on there, both the type where you describe like real moments as well as giving stand-up opinions about whatever, Boris Johnson, Love Island. Not dissing it, love it, use it every day. However... Do you not think it's changed the way that we mature and present ourselves? For example, the image of you you guys playing the piano is lovely, but what's happened in a lot of people's lives is filming it has replaced that actually really happening. So playfulness and maturity and immaturity has become something we perform rather than that we are. Oh, Russell, this is my biggest problem in life. Like... For example, I went and did that whale watching trip and that was for me, right? But at the same time, it's something that I knew would inspire and help so many other people to go and chase their dreams and do what they want to do. But then it's kind of like, where do you draw the line between what's for you yeah. and then what's for everyone else? And you're right, it does feel like, I mean, Thomas Bro Fridays became something that we did as a fixed time. It started off as a bit of fun between me and my brother. And don't get me wrong, we enjoyed doing it. But when it started getting to the point where we were running out of ideas and it became a little bit forced, we went, right, we'll have to knock it on the head for yeah. a bit because... But you're right, like social media has become a performance and that's the yeah. biggest difficult for me trying to draw those lines between real life, what's for me and what's for everybody else. Just one last question, Ryan, so it's, or to both of you. But have you not, because you're interesting because your sort of party era has spanned social media growing. So when it started, I'm yeah. sure there was some form of social media. But it wasn't like living on your phone. Since have you, late, have you noticed that people now more have fun for the selfie camera than on the dance floor. So there'd be girls sat there in a group having no fun, cameras on. Whereas people before were having an authentic night, you're either sat having a shit night or you were dancing. You weren't having a fake good night because someone got their phone out. Yeah, it's difficult now because you do see people now who are literally on nights out and they'll just literally pose for that second to to look like they're having a great night. Whereas really the best nights are the ones where you're not looking at your phone. If I'm honest, 
that's the bit that I miss most about my crazy times. Literally, when I would go out, I would lose my phone multiple occasions because I didn't care and it was pure escapism and and like I think those are the signs of the best nights where it's not for the camera and it's just for you guys you're with your mates and you've got some crazy stories to tell but like you said now in this world now everything in fact I actually think the culture has changed now when I first came out of Love Island people were still going out and, and, and posting bottles of champagne coming out and it was kind of cool whereas now if you notice most influencers they don't post that side to life yeah. it's not really that it's not as cool as it once was to be um, at this, I don't know the, the ocean beach seeing bottles come out it's almost a bit tacky now no but they want to get that deal don't they with the clothing company they want to get those six figure deals that's what they're after yeah so they're thinking about the brand alignment yeah. and, and being super clean and stuff yeah I get it and that's why I respect like I said people like Olivia who don't give a who don't give a shit and basically just post what's real life because I think it's rare and I think we've got a job on our hands to make sure that we don't lose ourselves in the social media world because it is it's, it's tough right now and it's tough for me like it's one of my biggest problems we're out of time. Any any closing remarks? Are you good? No, I was in, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that's fascinating. Really fascinating. Well, thank you very much, uh, Scott Thomas, Lindsay yeah. Kane, for trying to pick apart maturity on Pitfall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining. If you've come here as a fan of either the Scotty Special or you've just happened across this uh, episode, please hang around, hit subscribe, leave a review, and if you don't like the show, leave a bad review, and I don't care because my dad's a policeman and you smell a fart. Yeah. Speak to you next time. Goodbye. Oh. That was really good. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.